Hey everybody, Gerda Muller here, clinical psychologist and private practice success business coach and mentor coming here to you from a beautiful Tuesday morning in my backyard. I can actually hear the, the birds. I think it's a dove. Can you hear that? That's the beauty of working well living first and foremost in the suburbs and then having the privilege of actually working from home now i'm on a tight schedule because at 12 o'clock i've got a meeting with my principal psychologist who's already here and we are meeting with somebody very exciting i'm not going to share anything right now but we're doing that at 12 o'clock brisbane time so i think i have around about um 15 minutes to speak to you guys and I wanted today to share with you some key tips for when implementing change into your private practice. Uh, every day I get to speak to practice owners from around Australia in various forms of allied health disciplines, right? Yes, I do majority work with psychologists, but I also work with OTs and speech pathologists, right? And some other allied health professionals, but those three are the major categories of the practice owners who I currently work with really closely, especially in my higher level programs, such as my inner circle, my Ignite Your Practice, as well as my masterclass graduates. And inevitably, hey Jenny, for the second time today, second live stream and second time that you're joining me, so fabulous. So inevitably, when you work with me, right, at a low level, but especially at that higher level, irrespective of how long you've been in private practice, there's gonna be stuff that we're gonna have to change, that we're gonna have to pivot, and we're gonna have to adjust, right? I have had people work with me at this high level who has been in private practice for longer than I have, right? But I've got a different way of doing things. And these are people that have said, you know, good, I've grown my practice to this level. I've like reached this invisible glass ceiling and I just cannot smash through it. Um, I'm doing what I've always done. It's not that we're doing badly, right? We, we're turning over a good amount. Maybe were they even making profit? A lot of them aren't making profit because they're not profitable although they turn out over a lot of money but some are even making a profit but the practice owner just aren't at that place where they can extract themselves from their practice and really focus on higher level things or just grow more practices right and they come to me and inevitably there's something that needs to change now I know firsthand from having been a private practice owner, having to change things after the first initial years in my practice. So the first three years, I just did what I thought I needed to do. And then I realized, actually, Gerda, there's so much you don't know about running a business and you thought you were doing anything right. And that's when I started with working with my business coach, right? And then I had to change a lot of things, whether it's policies, practices, processes, systems, right? And I can tell you that if you have an existing team of clinicians working for you, including administrative staff, and you have to consistently come and go, okay, we're gonna change how we do this. People become really tired, like almost change tired, right? And they, they there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with that process, right? Most of you are psychologists, you're helping professionals, uh, this is not news to you, right? I think sometimes what is news to us as practice owners that, not news to us but we need to remember that our team are humans too yes they we expect that extra level of 
um, um, you know, embracing of change attitude, but it doesn't happen often, right? They are actually very resistant to change, especially when people have come to be become comfortable with what it is that they're doing. So I want to, you know, I can talk for hours about this topic, but I really want to condense it for you in terms of really being clear that let's say if you decide that there's this policy, maybe it's your booking guidelines or your waitlist policy or how you book the appointments or how you do your billing or your case management model, doesn't matter what it is. If you are changing something in your practice, you need to introduce it to your team with a high level of very clear and consistent communication. Okay, so throughout that process, when you're communicating that to them, there's a couple of key things that you need to consistently address. Number one, you need to give them context, i.e. what triggered this change in process, some system, policy or whatever, right? Your team needs to know that you're not doing this for shits and giggles, right? Or you're not doing this because hmm, you need to keep yourself busy as the practice owner, right? There's a reason why you as the practice owner have identified this. Maybe, maybe there was a client, client complaint, right? Maybe your practice is unprofitable and if you don't do something about it, you're gonna have to close the door and everybody's gonna be out of business. now. I wouldn't recommend saying that to them, right? <laughs> but there's normally a trigger. So you need to tell them what that is. So give them the context, i.e. why are we changing this? Then you tell them, how is this new system gonna work? What is this gonna look like? Okay, that's number two. Number three, you need to tell them why it is good for your clients, all right? You need to remember we are all helping professionals. We are in this business to help people, to make a difference. And if it's not gonna help my client, well, I don't wanna do it, right? My client needs to be better off as a result of this system change or process change. So why is it good for the client? Then you need to say number four, <laughs> let's do like this, number four. Why is it good for the clinician? What's in it for them? How is this gonna make their life easier when it comes to writing case notes or managing their caseloads or not stressing about the waitlist? How is it gonna help them? And then last but not least, number five, how is it gonna help the business, the practice? Because I think everybody needs to realize that without clients, okay, we can't have clinicians in business. Without clinicians, we can't have clients in business. And without business, we can't have clients or clinicians, right? So why is it important from a business perspective that we make this change? Because clients, clinicians, your team, and the business, these three aspects are all interdependent, right? The one cannot operate or exist without the other. So we need to look at all three of them. So to recap, when you are introducing change, give the context or the trigger for the change. Number two, what is this new process gonna look like? Be really clear. Number three, why is it good for the clients? Number four, why is it good for the team? Okay, what's in it for them? And number five, why is it good for the business? And you're gonna to have to probably communicate this message around this one particular change over and over and over. And you're gonna to need to have the patience to do that. And once you've introduced that, you know, let people raise their concerns, okay? And address that, not from a defensive standpoint, but always coming back to those five key points, right? Always linking it back to the trigger to um, why it's good for the clients, for the team, and for the practice. 
and there you go that is how you implement change i hope that was helpful i need to run for my appointment i'm going to speak to you all again very very soon just quickly if you haven't reached out to me about my six-month mentoring program called ignite your practice do so very soon because places are running out i'm only taking 10 people this is your opportunity to work very closely with me on a one and group basis there's so many amazing inclusions in this program you do not want to miss this uh, message me private message me here on facebook happy for you to do that or email me at gerda at private practice success.com and I will send all the details through to you. We kick off on Friday the 1st of March 2019 and I can't wait to you know get to speak to you, do a bit of a diagnostic assessment of your practice, really get in there and see what's happening and set some goals with you and then support and help you to reach that over the next six months. It will be my pleasure to help you do that. So I'm going to love and leave you. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And remember, as always, all you need to do is say yes. You need to do is say yes to having your very own ultimate level five private practice. And I'll speak again very soon. And that is bye from me and my two partners in crime here, Mishka and Biscotti, which is lying there underneath Mishka. <laughs> Poor Biscuit. All right, I'll speak to you soon, everybody. Bye.